everybody, welcome to another episode, the tenth episode, tenth consecutive episode of the uh, Something Heavy cast. I'm Robert, as always. I'm Chris. And uh, welcome back to another episode of uh, Geek and uh, Nerd News and Ranting and, and liking what we love and hating what we don't. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of stuff that we didn't love, I'm going to jump right into it. Um, I was a bit perturbed by last week's episode of The Walking Dead. Yeah, it was a little serious, man. It was. It wasn't serious. It was. It was earth shattering. It was brutal. For the, okay, so again, spoilers. Do our traditional yeah. countdown. Of, okay, so basically, what happened is that we had to watch a character that pretty much everybody likes get ripped apart. Mm-hmm. His face got ripped open. Those of you don't who know uh, Noah, um, yeah. played by Tyler James Williams. Uh-huh. Most people know him as um, a young Chris Rock from Everybody Hates yeah, Chris. Everybody hates Chris. Um, he 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 done got ripped apart by by the zombies in mm-hmm. in the most graphic way possible. Yeah, that was um, that effect was the best effect that they had I think <laughs> since the second season when they had the uh, the one the zombie like pushing through the windshield. And it was like its face was being ripped through. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I was just watching it, and and you know, as people who watch the podcast and listen to us talk about it, you know, talk about horror movies before. We've seen a lot of horror movies. Yeah. Seen spectacularly gory horror horror movies. Mm-hmm. This one was a little hard to watch. Yeah. Because it was just it was so sad, mm-hmm. and it was it was just so mean. And yeah, brutal. when he got the, like the hook in his yeah, when he got when face. he when he got the the fish hooks in yeah. and then things started tearing his face open, uh-huh. I was like, all right, you guys can cut away whenever you want. Sure, no problem. And I just remember being like, I just watched my friend die. Yeah, <laughs> I felt bad, and I felt bad for Glenn. You know, Glenn's trapped in that rotating door, the revolving yeah. door, and he's just watching his one of his friends get you know literally ripped apart. Mm-hmm. It was hard to watch. Yeah, I, as a again as a jaded horror fan, I was I did not care for it. Yeah, still love the show. Yeah, well, in it was actually it's kind of nice the way it's turning out now because a lot of the stuff back at uh, the town mm-hmm. is really following the comic book. Is it? Yeah, but then now they have these other things like Noah's not a character in the the comic, right? So you have this stuff that's exclusive to the TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to the TV show. But then you're also getting the stuff from the comic book, which is pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Um, like the whole thing with Gabriel, him coming and, you know, being like, they're bad people. Yeah. Shouldn't let them in. Like that was in the comic book. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the character of Deanna in the comic book is actually a dude. And oh, okay. He's like, yeah, well, I don't care. <laughs> so. Well, because in the, in the comic, they brought... Rick and his group in for a specific purpose. Yeah. Which I'm not, I mean, I know what it is, but I'm not going to get into it on the podcast because those of you who haven't read the comics or are current on the show, I don't want to ruin anything because I do think that's where it's headed a little bit. Mm-hmm. And obviously not for the remainder of the season. There's only two episodes left. Yeah. Um, before we go another, was it 13 months before another episode? Um, but watching that scene between Deanna and Father Gabriel, honestly, like, I felt betrayed. Yeah. Like, as a person, yeah. I was just like, no, th- th- these are our people. Right. Like, what, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, yeah. man, I got my ass. What are you doing, dude? Yeah, seriously. You don't, you don't do that. Fuck that guy. Yeah, dude, fuck him in the mouth with a crowbar. That's seriously. That's not okay. Yeah. The only reason you're still alive, sir, is because of those evil people. Yeah. Remember that. And they took you in. Mm-hmm. 
No reason to it. They took you in. Seriously. Even though you're all shady anyway. Yeah, he's like the like the creepiest non-molesty priest. Which I mean, I assume you're non-molesty. Yeah. But like, yeah, he's just like, he's shady. Mm-hmm. And I think from the moment we met him, we're just like, I don't, I don't like that dude. Yeah. I, I would trade him for Tyrese or Bob back yeah. in a heartbeat. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, if like the optional man, I'd be like, yeah, boot. Come on in, Bob. Yeah. Here's your leg back. He's the one. Whoever gets here quicker. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whichever one of you runs faster, you're in. Yeah, I would trade him for some for one of them back, and mm-hmm. I would also trade uh, the um, Tyrese's sister. Really? The angry one. Sasha? Yeah, because she's basically become like Andrea. Like, yeah. In the comics. Yeah. Um, she's like the surrogate Andrea. Well, one of the things that I do like about The Walking Dead show is that they're not strictly adhering to the comic book. Mm-hmm. Which makes, you know, because you couldn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was just, it's the same thing that, it's the same argument for Game of Thrones fans. Like, there's a lot of concern among Game of Thrones fans who are purists about the book. Like, this is not how it's supposed to go. I'm like, well, guys, okay, that's why it's called an adaptation. Right. It's not called a literal translation page for page, you know, because there's a lot of stuff that the fans aren't happy about. Like, for instance, um... Again, for those of you who aren't current with Game of Thrones, like, just shut up. Um, Catelyn Stark was murdered at the Red Wedding. Right. Okay, that much happens in the book. It also happens in the show. Um, but in the in the books, she's resurrected and brought back as, like, this undead thing called Lady Stoneheart. Okay. Who's, like, all concerned with, like, getting revenge for, like, her family that got basically butchered, which they did. Right. Um, that's not probably not going to happen on the show. Why? Why not? Um, I think the producers of the show feel like there's already too much going on, and to add that in as well might be the one thing too many. Because it's very special effects, and you're taking, you know, um, from a practical standpoint, I think there's that, but I think also from a story standpoint, they're like, okay, look, we already have 19 things going on. Number 20, just can't do it. Sure. Maybe not right now, you know, but I just, it's not, according to what I've read, it's not going to happen. And so I was bummed at first. I was like, okay, that sucks. Because I want to see that character. You know, I'd like, like to have Michelle Fairley back and see her doing her thing. But, um, you know, there's a lot of anger online. Mm-hmm. Like, this is this is not how it's supposed to go. I don't like this. Okay, well, you're still going to watch, aren't you? Yeah. Well, yes, but that's not the point. All right, settle down, nerds. All right. Yeah, yeah I mean... You still have your books. No one's taking them away from you. Well, George R. R. Martin's taking them away from people if he doesn't finish one. There's a and now there's like a legit concern that he's gonna die before he finishes the series. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess uh, he put out like yesterday or today that he wasn't gonna be at Comic Con this year. Yes. To focus on the book. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, that's in July. Like, could you focus on the book um, before then too? That would be cool. Well, how old is he now? I don't know. He's like 66, 67? I don't know. He's an older man. He's an older gen- gentleman. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think also the concern is that he's a touch overweight. Right. He's getting on in years. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, instead of, you know, you can type while you're on the treadmill. Yeah. Just walk. And then you're like, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Well, you know, he could even hire somebody to do the typing for him. He could just dictate the damn thing. Uh, he could. Yeah. I, is he one of those guys that like sits down at a manual typewriter? Or do you think I he hope works? so? <laughs> He's that dude. He's <laughs> it's it's the the electric hum. Yeah. 
Oh, man. No. I can picture it. I don't want that. Because <laughs> I don't want him to just be like, oh, like, and then he just, his face falls. Right. Under the typewriter, types out like a bunch of gibberish, and then that's it. Because he told the producers of the show how the whole thing ends. Right. Which is great. Yeah. For those of us that also enjoy the books, that's not so great. <laughs> like, you're hedging your bets, sir. Yeah. That that doesn't instill confidence in me. Yeah. Do you know something that I don't? Well, you know, he's just being, being safe about it, I guess. I guess so. He's being realistic. I'm concerned. Yeah. So, um... I've been uh, trying to catch up. I've been trying to uh, learn learn me some things about comics. Okay. Because I know that, like, every week we end up talking about comics, so I don't know what the hell's going on. And I can't say that right now I will know what's going on. But I'm actually, I, I, I realize that I'm glad that I haven't gotten back into comics. Because <laughs> there's just so much going on? Well, there's so much going on, and then... I saw that the uh, what happened with Spider-Man. I think that would have been like the second betrayal. Which one? Well, okay. So first of all, if you haven't seen before in the podcast, we've explained that when I was younger, mm-hmm. uh, I, I used to like Spider-Man quite a bit. And then I found out that all the Spider-Man that I had been reading actually was a clone of Peter Parker. Okay. Right? And so that was a betrayal. Mm-hmm. I was like, no. Oh. And then so now, the situation with them ending The Amazing Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and then The Superior Spider-Man, and the story on all of that, I feel that that would have been a betrayal in my heart, again, if I had picked up Spider-Man. Well, okay, because I, I saw that news today, too, that Marvel's ending a lot of stuff after the new Secret Wars and Battle World and all that. Right. Um but it's not it's it's the first huge reboot company wide reboot mm-hmm. that Marvel's ever done. Right. But it's gonna it's gonna allow them to to, to erase certain things uh-huh. like the clone saga. Right. Uh, which we did find out later on that our Peter Parker was the legit Peter Parker. We were lied to by the Jackal. Okay. Miles Warren. Yeah, he, he By that time I was <laughs> fuck this. Um but it's also gonna allow them to bring Wolverine back to life. Uh, it's going to allow them to do a lot of other things. Which I, there's been no confirmation that Wolverine will come back to life. Right. But I bet you there will be, and he'll be yeah. the one character who remembers what it really was. And, you know, uh, Deadpool's getting killed off in um, issue 250 of his own series, uh-huh. which will then allow them to bring back Deadpool after Battle World and all this other stuff, and, and there will be a new mainstream continuity and stuff like that. Right. Um, I'm not 100% on board with what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they feel they need to reboot at this point. Right. Because I mean, it's, it's been like 60-some years of continuity that's never been started over. Like, not like with DC where, like, every four years are all, enough! Right. I don't get this anymore. We're rebooting everything. Fuck it. Um, but I'm interested to see how it turns out, and I don't think that, like, The Amazing Spider-Man will be gone for good. Right. It'll come back. You know, they said that it'll, some series will take... Um, a few months off, some series won't come back at all, and some series will continue. Well, just the fact that they started, like, how long ago... See, a lot of this information I was getting through, like, video clips online and Mm -hmm. things like that. And so I don't know how how dated some of the information was. Okay. Well... So how long ago did they start the Superior Spider-Man? Months. 
few months. A few uh, more, I, maybe six months ago. Maybe six Basically, months. what happened was um, Peter Parker died. Right. Okay. It's Doctor Octopus. Yes, Doctor Octopus. He he was dying of cancer, and he was like, "Hang on a minute," and he decided he was gonna take over Peter Parker's body. Right. But in the process, Peter Parker would the you know legit yeah. would die. Right. And that happened. Peter Parker's dead. So during all this like Infinity and all these other big crossovers that have happened, it's been Doctor Octopus inside of Peter Parker's body. Right. Um, and then after the the, the Spider Verse saga. As I understand it, Peter Parker got control of his body back. Okay. Okay. And because I haven't read Spider-Verse yet. All right. I'm, I'm reading some Daredevil stuff right now because there's not time for extra Spider-Man. Right. Um, and then this this is all leading into Battle World, which, of course, even if I, my information is incorrect and Dr. Octopus is still inside Peter Parker's body, that's all going to get changed after Secret Wars. Okay. Because... This is all getting rebooted. <laughs> um, and we found okay. out who the main villain of Secret Wars is. Do you want to know? Sure. It's Doctor Doom. Okay. He's known as the the, the Great Destroyer or the Grand Marauder or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, in the new movie coming out, he's like a hacker guy. He's a, actually he's not even a hacker. He's just a blogger. Oh, a blogger guy. Yeah. <laughs> That movie's gonna suck so fucking bad. Like, I'm sorry, I hear people, I, I see stuff online, people are like, I'm cautiously optimistic, this is starting to look okay. No, it's not. It's not, guys. Not one part of this looks okay. That movie is going to suck a giant pile of, uh, of smashed assholes. What if it's, what it, but the thing is, is what if, like, it's one of those situations where if you take away thoughts of the Fantastic Four, what mm-hmm. if it's an amazing movie? No, I refuse to believe it. Like, under the surface. What sucks is that, like, I like the majority of people involved in that movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I like the director. Yeah. Josh Trank, I believe is his name. I like Kate Mara a lot. I like Michael B. Jordan. I think he's fantastic. Um, I like Jamie Bell. Little, little Billy Elliot. I, I, I think he's fantastic. Okay? Miles Teller can die in a fire, for all I care, in a car fire. Okay? But everyone else, I really dig. And even the guy playing Doctor Doom, Toby Kebbell... I really like that guy. He's a British actor. He's been like in so many really cool movies. He's mm-hmm. not he's not as big a star as he should be. That movie's going to suck. I'm telling you right now. Okay. Mark this date. The Fantastic Four movie is going to suck hard. <laughs> hard. Okay. And there's actually there's something related to that with the whole um cuz a lot of the X X series in Marvel mm-hmm. comics are coming to an end. Okay. Fantastic Four as well, it's ending. Okay. Like Marvel's like no, it's done. Like we're not doing it anymore. And I think there's a big conspiracy theory um, in the on the intertubes that it, it has to do with the fact that Marvel doesn't own the film rights to those properties. Uh-huh. They're owned by 20th Century Fox and I think 20th Century Fox across the board right. uh, for those film series. And Marvel's like, we want them back. And until we get them back, we're not going to do any more of this bullshit. Yeah. You guys, you're on, figure, fucking figure it out on your own. All right. You mean Deadpool's ending, the X-Series are ending, Fantastic Four's ending, and those are all film properties that Marvel doesn't own. Really? Yeah. So it's kind of like, ooh, that's that's a dirty pool. Yeah. Well, there was uh, the news today that uh, on the Deadpool movie mm-hmm. that uh, what's that guy's name? T.J. Miller. Yeah, T.J. Miller is gonna play uh, Weasel. Yeah. I'm sick of that guy, man. You know what? I think he's a douche. Yeah. Just because, like, um, he badmouths a lot of comedians. Does he? He's talking a lot of shit about comedians. What? Um. He talked a lot of shit about Tosh. 
Daniel Tosh. Uh-huh. And like, it's weird because like I'm a like I said before, I'm a big stand-up comedy nerd. Yeah. And it's a very insular community. They all know each other. Right. And so when when you know, it's it's one thing for everybody to bash Dane Cook. Right. And like, and the reason they were bashing Dane Cook is because he was there was a bit of jealousy there. Right. People got very famous. He got very famous very fast. Made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And people were like, yeah, but, you know, he's a fucking sellout. He's a hack. I'm like, okay, but why is he a hack? Right. And, like, no one ever gave, like, a legit argument. Like, it's true he's done some joke thievery, mm-hmm. but so did Robin Williams. Yeah. So did Bill Cosby. Yeah. Like, some of the all-time greats stole jokes. Sure. So I don't really buy that because they're still well-respected. Mm-hmm. But T.J. Miller, he did the wrong thing, and he, he talked a lot of shit about Daniel Tosh making a rape joke or something to that effect on Twitter. Uh-huh. It was, like, a year ago. I forget. Um, but, it's like, you don't... In private, amongst other comics, sure. In yeah. a public forum, no. Yeah. Like, if there's a filmmaker we don't like in public, it's like, I may wish him all the success in the world. I'm like, hey, man, if you can do it, awesome. Go for it. More power to you. I'm jealous that you made it before me, but that's great because one of us got through the door. Yeah. In private, between you and me, I'm like, yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. It should have been us. Yeah. But you don't you do not do it in public, and that's what T.J. Miller did. Plus, he's just not that good of an actor. Yeah. No, I'm just I'm pretty sick of him. Yeah, he's just... Everything that he's in. He plays this. He's he's the Miles Teller of comedian actors. He okay. plays the same character in every movie. Yeah. That crazy like, hey bro, let's do some crazy wacky stuff because he's on that show um, Silicon Valley on mm-hmm. HBO, mm-hmm. and he's the exact same character in that as he was in Big Hero Six. Yeah. Which is a cartoon. Yeah. He's just a douche. <laughs> you know that um, <clears throat> the whole thing about uh, you were talking. He said something about uh, Daniel Tosh. And that whole uh, rape joke thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that made me think of uh, that whole thing that's going on right now. And I don't know how far we want to go into it. Because politics. But um, the thing with the variant cover for uh, Batgirl. Oh, yeah. Um, what the fuck? What? I don't get what everyone's talking about. I, don't I, I did not get. I did not get rapey vibes off of that. I, oh. I got like, dude, he's going to murder the shit out of her. Yeah. That's what I got. Yeah. To me, it, it wasn't unsettling because of rape overtones. I'm like, do y'all realize he's wiping blood on her face? Yeah. Like, why isn't the focus on that? On like this perceived rape thing? I didn't. Yeah, get I don't. I don't get any of that. The perceived rape thing, and then there's like this whole thing about how, you know, her entire character is, uh, you know, it's like get over the whole, you know, Joker shooting her thing. Mm-hmm. It's like that, you know. It's not. It's it's a it's an anti-feminist thing to keep her like afraid of the Joker because he shot her in the spine once or something. Yeah, I don't. What? Well, I back, don't understand. Okay, back in the Killing Joke. Yeah, that was one of the big things. Was Joker shot Batgirl in the spine and paralyzed right. her? That's how she became Oracle. Right. Um, because he was trying to push Commissioner Gordon over the edge to show Batman that all it takes is one spectacularly bad day to make somebody as bad as the Joker. Right. Um, and for people to say, like, you know, and I understand we're arguing about comic book people who don't exist, right? but for people to say, oh, get over that, fuck you, no, that's, like, one of the most pivotal moments in comic book history, right? like, across any of the, any of the companies, mm-hmm. and Batgirl is one of the most essential characters in comic book history, right? She's a fucking badass, she's on par with Batman himself, mm-hmm. like, how dare they? But I didn't get the whole rape thing, I never, I didn't understand it. Yeah, I didn't understand that, and then I didn't understand the whole, like... You know, oh, she, you know, she's so afraid of, <clears throat> you know, she looks so afraid of the Joker, you know, because of what happened before. And, mm-hmm. like, 
that puts her in the you know the damsel in distress and whatever and it's like you know what no I think anybody in that position being held by the Joker he just smeared blood on your face and he's holding a gun to you you probably have the same look on your face now like, see I'm gonna die that's a good point because I wonder if it were Damian Wayne who's a child mm-hmm. was being held by the Joker and had a blood smile smeared on his face and a gun to his head would he and he looked frightened would people have the same this has a pedophilic overtones to it right I doubt it it's just this weird misogyny perceived misogyny thing that's going on these days which it's not always the case like it doesn't always have to be an issue of men trying to hold women down it's just it's creepy right and it's scary because the joker is creepy and scary like can it just be that yeah does it have to have this grand conspiracy behind it i don't think it does yeah i didn't get it and i just you know i it's it's like first of all i doubt anybody who's actually had an issue with that has ever read a batgirl comic Mm mm-hmm you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, wait a second. So it's okay in other issues where someone's beating her with a crowbar. Like, that's fine. But just this one particular image you didn't like? Yeah. Then, uh, doesn't work that way. Yeah, I don't understand any of it. And I don't agree with the uh, their decision to pull it. I don't either. I think DC should have held their ground. Yeah. And DC literally should have like, everybody calm down. Yeah. It, it's not that. Just chill out. We're going to release it anyway. I don't get it. It's just, guys, it's comic books. Yeah. And this is from somebody who takes comic books very, very seriously. <laughs> it's a comic book. Chill out. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. I guess, to me, that kind of reaction is so very hypocritical. Because mm-hmm. I guarantee you that some of the people who were the most vocal critics of that enjoy horror movies where women are getting smashed and killed and stuff like that, but they're fine with that. Right. It's weird. So sometimes people get these weird switches flipped, mm-hmm. and they're like, "This particular thing, I don't like, and it has to go away." I'm like, "Well, no, that's not how it works." Yeah. Because if just because you have a problem with it, doesn't mean I have a problem with it. So either it's all okay or none of it is okay. Yeah. And that's just the way it is. It's totally. it's, it's you just have to live with it. Yeah. I don't particularly care for Miles Teller. I think he should go away. And by that, I mean he should die in a car fire. Mm-hmm. I don't really mean that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm sure he's actually like a really nice guy, and I'm just like, if I ever meet him, like, oh, so I said so much bad shit about you, and I don't mean it. Right. Um, I don't particularly care for his brand of cotton. Yeah. But that's just my particular issue. I'm, there are other people out there who think he's the greatest thing since bread came sliced. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Yeah. Just gotta live with it. But, okay, that reminds me of all our Oscar talk. Yeah. And it also brings up the fact that I finally watched Boyhood. Okay. Okay. And now I'll say this. That movie was entirely way too long. Uh-huh. That's my first complaint. I was like, there's almost three hours of this shit. It took me two nights to watch it. After a while, I was like, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. Like, I yeah. can't do this anymore. <laughs> and then, um, I'll say this. It was an awesome experiment in the way that it was filmed. Mm-hmm. It was really good that way to actually literally watch this kid age year by year. It was really entertaining that way. But on the other hand, um, I didn't like the fucking kid. <laughs> I hated all his angsty teenager shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's a lot of that. That's all it is. Uh-huh. And he starts off with this really interesting little boy. Um, and I understand why Patricia Arquette got the Oscar and why you said the movie should have been about her. Because mm-hmm. she did have the best character in the movie. Yeah, She had the most growth. She mm-hmm. went through the most shit. Um, the stuff with her husband being an alcoholic and, like, beating her. Yeah. 
was like, I was like, whoa, that came out of nowhere, dude. That's so <laughs> jarring. Yeah. Like, you know, when, when they come home from riding their bikes and she's on the floor of the garage screaming, you know, and that douchebag in his khaki shorts. Yeah. He's like, your mother had an accident, now she's being dramatic. Like, whoa, he just hit her hard. Yeah. What a prick. Yeah, he's pouring the alcohol on a big cup. Of... And he's trying to, exactly, trying to hide it behind the laundry soap. Yeah. Well, no one's, no one's buying that. And I guess only in Texas can you go to a liquor store, write an illegible check, and get 500 bucks <laughs> from the liquor store. I don't think you can do that here. You know, maybe back in the 90s you could? I don't know. No, I, uh, maybe in the early aughts you could, but we're far removed from that. Yeah. Um, I would have liked to have seen more Ethan Hawke in the movie. Because mm-hmm. surprisingly, we've talked a lot about Ethan Hawke on this podcast. Yeah. I, I did enjoy his character as well. Mm-hmm. Um. But, yeah, the kid drove me nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, it should have been a lot shorter. You could have shaved off a healthy hour off of that movie. Yeah. And it had been great. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was one of the best pictures of the year. Mm-hmm. But I do think that Patricia Arquette absolutely deserved the best supporting actress Oscar. Yeah. Probably, they should have made the movie I heard called it Motherhood. Yeah. Nice. Really? Although, I think that the one thing that they could have done, which would have brought it up a bunch of points in my book mm-hmm. is the scene where where the kid he's hanging out with his friend and then like the older kids and they're in like a like a construction yeah the house is under construction yeah yeah and they're like you know throwing blades saw blades saw yeah. blades if they would have had an injury you know yeah at some point like i was waiting for that mm-hmm. i was like one of these kids is gonna like fucking cut his hand off yeah that would have been yeah. cool if somebody went to, like, rear back and throw the saw blade or something out of his hand, and some other kid got it buried in his face and lost an eye. Yeah. That would have been cool. Yeah. But then it would have been a different movie. Then it would have been, he, he goes to juvie, and all kinds of weird shit happens. Then it's, like, Shawshank. Yeah, well, hey. I also, I did see um, another Best Picture nominee. I saw the Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, yeah, how was that? Um, you didn't watch it yet? No, I haven't. I recommend that you do, if you enjoy whimsy. Right. Foul mouth to whimsy at that. Yeah. Whimsy. Yeah. Um, which is, I think, Wes Anderson's bread and butter. Yeah. Um, you'll like it. If you like the Royal Tannenbaums, if you like um, Rushmore, yeah. you're going to love Grand Budapest Hotel. If you didn't like, especially the Royal Tannenbaums, if that movie drove you nuts, this movie, yeah. Grand Budapest, will make you want to fucking put your fist through your TV and then the wall behind it. Yeah, you know, for me, with uh, Wes Anderson stuff, it, it just depends on the day. Yeah, that's a good... Like, that's sometimes a- I'm like, yeah... I like some Wes Anderson stuff. But, you know, I think it's just because of, like, just, you know, the hipster ball-washing that he gets all the time. Yeah. Um, and it's like... I, I, I saw him online described as the greatest storyteller of our time. And at that point, I was like, oh, close tab. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not even going to read another sentence further because I'm going to get mad. Yeah. He's, I, he's, I think, an acquired taste. Yeah. You really have to, enjoy, you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. There's no middle ground. You can't be like, eh, I kind of like the Darjeeling Limited. You either love all of it or you hate all of it. I think he's a lot like um, Paul Thomas Anderson that way. Mm-hmm. You either love Boogie Nights and everything else. Yeah. Or you're going to fucking hate his guts and wish he'd never been born. It's really weird. Like, like you never meet anybody who has that reaction like Martin Scorsese or Steven Spielberg. Right. It's only with, like with indie auteurs do you have that kind of visceral reaction. Right. Like, I see that a lot with Kevin Smith. People either love Kevin Smith or they think he's like a, just a disgusting pile of no. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Especially after um, Tusk. 
Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have the same reaction you did. Or it's just like, wow, well, well, why? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Kevin Smith had been on the decline with me for a while. and um, I think I kind of tapped out with Kevin Smith after Clerks 2. Yeah. See, the thing is, I really liked Clerks 2. Mm. And I'm very disappointed to hear that they're going to make Clerks 3. And a Mallrats sequel. Because, why not? Do we need any of that? No, I think what happened with Kevin Smith is that he never... He never got out of that... I'm from Jersey thing. Right. Because that, that used to be his like his street cred. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have that anymore. Right. You know, he he lives in Hol- in Hollywood in Ben Affleck's house, right. his old house, which is like a you know giant palatial estate. Um, you know, he throws his wife and everything, which I don't understand. Yeah. I I don't I don't get that kind of mentality of like, well, we're married and we're both in this industry, we have to make a movie. Go, no, you don't. Yeah. You really don't. Like, look what happened with Kim Basinger and Alec Baldwin when they made the Getaway remake together. Yeah. Exactly. They didn't stay married. Yeah. It's a great movie. For what it is. Right. This not the original by any means. Off the top of my head, I think the only ones that it really worked out for, as far as I know, is Rob Zombie and his lady. Um, that's true. I can't argue with that. And I do, I, <laughs> I do like Rob Zombie's movies. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I didn't, I didn't see, um, the last one he did with the, the, okay. um, what was it called? I don't know. Lords of Salem? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see the same, but I I liked Halloween one and two. Mm-hmm. I was okay with House of a Thousand Corpses. Mm-hmm. I loved the Devil's Rejects. Yeah, and actually, from when we went to San Diego Con, I have a giant Devil's Rejects beach towel <laughs> still <laughs> in its spot. Like I don't know what I'm gonna do with it. Nice. I'm gonna do anything with it. It's just gonna sit there. <laughs> nice. Okay. Hey, you if have I ever meet him, I'm like, hey, I have a beach towel. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and it looks like the Last Supper. Uh-huh. It's like, you know, body parts and shit everywhere. I'm like, am I going to hell for having this? All right. Ah, I was going anyway. Um, but, like... I just... I, I remember uh, meeting Sid Haig there. Uh-huh. And that was a long time ago. 2005? That's 10 years Something ago. Like that. Yeah, because that was... When we went, we saw Tenacious D in concert. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it, ha- it was the King Kong panel. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Mm-hmm. It was Adrian Brody, who looked like he was having fun. Yeah. Jack Black, who was in heaven. And Naomi Watts, who looked like she wanted to be anywhere else on Earth. Yeah. Than in San Diego Con. Yeah. She looked fucking miserable, and I'll never forget that. I'm like, you're... Chill out! Have fun! Come on! Yeah. Quit being so bitchy. Seriously. But no, I just remember meeting Sid Haig, and yeah. he looked so... Melty. Like, he looked like he was a man who was melting. He did. He looked like, he seriously was like, listen, I had like a whole bunch of pints of blood around this house this morning. Have you seen any of them? Because I need those back. <laughs> but he's a super nice guy. Uh, I have a Devil's Rejects poster that he signed. Nice. It says, make sure I'm all the way dead. Sid Haig. Yeah. It cost me $20. Nice. Yeah, but he was a very nice guy. Yeah. Um, I, I liked him. Mm-hmm. He was friendly. Mm-hmm. He's a good person. Yeah. But, you know, that's it. Hey. That we I met Sid Haig that year. Yeah. I met Michael Beck. Yeah. And I think that was it. It was a good year. That was a good year. San Diego kind of spun. It was then. I, I hear it's not as 
bunch. Of well, we have a friend who goes every year. Mm-hmm. And if we ever wanted to do a San Diego Con special, yeah. which I think we should, yeah. just bring him on and just have him tell stories of the horror. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Cause maybe we'll just go. We should yeah. go. We should go back. Yeah. I, just, I don't like the fact that now... And it really kind of turned me off when the, when the Twilight movies were at Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that is the antithesis of what Comic-Con is. Mm-hmm. There's no... Uh, the Comic-Con organizers have been like, nah, we're good, thank you. Yeah. I understand that it's a money thing, and I understand that, like, you know, if they say no to this one particular studio, then they're going to lose all their other properties. Right. And so I get that. Yeah. But it totally would have been worth it. Just to maintain your credibility, because I think that's mm-hmm. something that a lot of people don't do. Mm-hmm. And granted, you know... Well, yeah, and that's my understanding is that it's not really so much about comic books anymore. Mm-mm. And especially considering the fact that, uh, I guess, Marvel isn't even going to be there. This year, this at year. least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what the reason was that they won't be there. I didn't hear why. Ah, uh, It was, uh, it came from something, that, it was like a, a Facebook post or a tweet that James Gunn did. Mm-hmm. Where someone asked him if he was going to go. And he was like, he's like, well, I don't know. Marvel's not going, so I probably won't. Uh, ooh. But I would love to hear from Marvel why they're not going. Yeah. I mean, is it, I'm sure it's it's something as mundane as we don't have time because we have 8,000, because, you know, Battle World, uh, Secret Wars is going on mm-hmm. in that time. Yeah. And then they have, I think, like two or three movies in production at that time. Right. Like, I think uh, Captain America Civil War will be filming or just starting filming in Atlanta and so like they're going to be all over the place like none of us have time to go back to that like we just we're not yeah we don't have time but I'd love to hear I'd love for the reason to be well Comic Con is starting to suck ass and so we're just not going to go anymore because I heard the the new the better con to go to is actually Wizard World in Chicago right well there's so many now you know there's like the Austin Comic Con and mm-hmm. there's New York Comic Con just like conventions everywhere so yeah um, a couple of the celebrities I follow on social media uh-huh. go to every con and like that's how they earn that's their income right is by doing appearances and shit like that mm-hmm. like or you guys can make a movie yeah I'm just saying that's just where I'm coming from yeah I don't know you guys you're the professionals I'll just be quiet yeah, maybe just sitting sitting there for a weekend signing stuff I guess you can you can make a lot of money that way yeah like Michael Rooker does a lot of conventions mm-hmm. but he's on you know he was on The Walking Dead he was in Guardians of the Galaxy he's like still a working actor yeah he's in like everything these days well you know what I think it was I think when people watch Slither mm-hmm. which was James Gunn's last big big movie before he did Guardians of the Galaxy because he also did Super and other mm-hmm. stuff in between right but Slither was his last like big budget release right because it got you know got nationwide release I don't think Super did no it didn't Super didn't even play in a theater here. Oh, well, it played at the Guild. But that's like, I'm talking about like a mainstream... Yeah, it's an like art house theater. Yeah, yeah, it's an art house theater here in Albuquerque. Which is actually, if you're ever in Albuquerque, go to the Guild, support art house cinema. Yeah. Um, but I think that was the movie that like Roker made and everyone was like, oh, he's great. Yeah. Put him in everything. Yeah. But going back real quick to Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was, I was surprised by how foul mouth that movie is. Is it... It, every uh, Ray Fiennes is in there. And he is cursing up a storm. I was I was surprised. Right. And there's a lot of old lady nudity, hmm. like right off the bat. Okay. You see old lady boobs. All right. And you see Ray Fiennes just railing some poor old lady, just giving it to her. Which all right. Um, 
And then again, it's it's I think one of the main plot points is the is the whimsy. Yeah. It's just how like, oh yeah. we're being chased, let's run. Alright. Yeah. And then they run. They scamper. No yeah, it's a good point. No one ever runs, they scamper. I think in a movie where you have somebody scampering, yeah. you are a whimsy and scampering. Go, yeah. They have to marry well. Mm-hmm. And I think they do. Um, I didn't like his previous movie, um, Moonrise Kingdom. I never saw that one. It's a, a, two kids go missing in the woods and like everyone freaks out like trying to find them. Mm-hmm. Like Edward Norton was in it and Bruce Willis and all that stuff. And I was like, okay, why? Yeah. I don't, I don't care if they find them. I don't even, and, and of course the kids are never in legit danger. But like, I don't care if they find them. I really don't. I think the last thing of his that I saw was like the Fantastic Mr. Fox. I never saw that. That was alright, but it was it was Wes Anderson. So it was like it. To me, his defining movie is the Royal Tannenbaums. Because mm-hmm. like everything's very like candy colored. Mm-hmm. Everything's very like you know saturated. I'm like okay, when does this movie take place? Right. Like that's my that's one of my concerns. Mm-hmm. Okay. And number two, like why does everything look like that? Because yeah. everything look like it's like literally made out of like paper mache and cotton candy. Like this is, it's a bit unsettling to me. Yeah. But I really love that movie. I think Royal Tenenbaums is. I list that on one of my top ten favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I don't know if it's in my top ten. Really? Yeah. I imagine that your top ten has a lot of crime movies in it. Probably. Yeah. Like Sonatine. Sonatine's a good movie. I don't know if it's in my top ten. What about The Departed? That's an awesome movie. That is an awesome movie. I don't know if it's in my top ten. One of these days, I'm gonna have to figure out my top ten. I think you should. I think we yeah. should. We should make a top ten and have a top ten face off. Yeah. And just how <laughs> I'm like, I'm all Notting Hill, number four. And you're just gonna get mad. I don't get mad. <laughs> I might eye roll a bit. It's a good movie. I've never seen it. The Devil Wears Prada, number three. Hey, you know what? I like that movie too. I. You know what? I think. That's one of those movies that like, any dude can watch. I'm like, yeah, right. But see, you know, the thing is, is that for me, is I like Meryl Streep. As you should. And so, Meryl Streep's in that movie. Mm-hmm. And I like it. I also enjoy Anne Hathaway. Yeah. And I really enjoy Stanley Tucci. Mm-hmm. He's that dude. He's in everything. Yeah. That dude is in fucking every movie. Yeah. In fact, I think, isn't he in the new Fantastic Four? Probably. No, oh, he was in Captain America, I know that. Was he? He's a Dr. Erskine. Oh, yeah. He's responsible for making Steve the man he is. Yeah, yeah, him and, like, Michael Rooker, they're, like, even if they're not actually cast in these movies, I think just at one point they just, like, walk by I think that background. if the two of them ever, <laughs> if they're ever actually the main characters in a movie, mm-hmm. that's, like, dividing by zero, the universe is going to go, nope! It's just going to collapse in on itself. Yeah. Yeah. See, that bugs me. Why isn't Michael Rooker in the Deadpool movie? Get rid of T.J. Miller. Well, yeah, I, I don't think he's... Because T.J. Miller's going to play Weasel. I don't even know who Weasel is. I, have, I know very little about Deadpool. Oh, okay. Michael Rooker wouldn't be... He would not be okay. appropriate. Is Weasel like a younger dude? Yeah, he's like a younger... He's like friends with Deadpool. He's like a drug dealer. Okay. Kind of guy. I can see why they hired T.J. Miller. But I still wish they hadn't. <laughs> I understand completely. You know, um, and I can't even think of his name right now, but a suitable replacement for me in my head mm-hmm. would be the guy that uh, 
Most people would only know him from Balls of Fury. Dan Fogler? Yeah, Dan Fogler. That's his name. Get rid of TJ Miller. Like, we don't need him at all. At all. Like, at all. This, yeah, everything he's supposed to do, give it Just to... Just give it to Dan Fogler. Which he hasn't been in a lot lately. Yeah, what's up with that? I don't know. For a while there, he was on fire. He was in yeah. everything. And I, you know what? He was supposed to... And I don't know if they're still doing it, because maybe they are. Um, He was going to play Sam Kinison mm-hmm. in the Kinison uh, biopic. And I don't know if they're still doing that. Yeah. He was perfect yeah. to play Kinison. Mm-hmm. I know they did that screen test that it was on YouTube. Yeah. It still is. I don't know. But now I hear Josh Gad is on tap. I don't even know who that is. Uh, Josh Gad was in... Um, he was in the Broadway oh, run of... Oh, uh, that fucking guy. Yeah. He's good. He's... I don't know. You're, he's second tier Dan Fogler? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I like Josh Gad. I think he's actually very funny. He was in um, another Anne Hathaway movie called uh, Love and Other Drugs, mm-hmm. where Anne Hathaway is naked quite a bit. Yeah. I do respect that about her. She is not ashamed to, to show off her body. Mm-hmm. That's true. And I applaud her for that. Yeah. We all appreciate it. And and I'll say this in that movie, not to be completely sexist and piggish, Jake Gyllenhaal is naked for a good portion of that movie, and that motherfucker is swole. He is ripped in that movie, and I applaud you, Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm not whatever, but well done. Yeah. And I, I saw Nightcrawler. Yeah, what'd you think? Um, I loved it. I, th- I thought it was just fantastic from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Um, I the the scene that immediately jumps out of my mind when I think of Jake Gyllenhaal because he was he nominated for best actor. I'm not sure. Okay, if he wasn't, he damn well should have been because mm-hmm. he deserted. He was insanely creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like grotesquely skinny, yeah. and the scene that perfect that perfectly encapsulates to me how just nutty he is and how he's not here with the rest of us is when he's at home ironing his shirt and he's watching that movie with Danny Kaye where Danny Kaye's the knight and, you know, mm-hmm. the the scene where... Uh, it's an older movie where uh, his head looks like it gets chopped off but he's hiding inside the armor and he, like, pops his head out and yeah. Jake Hall just fucking loses it. Yeah. I was like, okay, never mind. <laughs> he's <laughs> yeah. he's not amongst us. Yeah. At all. Um, I thought Nightcrawler was fantastic. Yeah. It was disturbing mm-hmm. and it was creepy and I think it showed what you can do um, in a very tight uh, amount of time. Mm-hmm. It was only an hour and 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. And it was very, to me, it was very minimal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the biggest uh, set piece was the car chase sequence. Yeah. And, which was uh, amazing. Which was just incredible. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. I, it, was a, it was a great movie from beginning to end. I loved it. Yeah. And it's weird because in my head, I classify it as like a quiet movie. Okay. Which... It's great, but mm-hmm. that that car chase scene was one of the one of the best, if not the best, put on film. I think that's a bold statement. I don't know. That's some good car chases. That's some good car chases, and I would put it up against Bullet. Would you put it up against Ronin? Yeah. Really? Yeah. No way. No way. No day. All right. Ro- to me, Ronin is like the number one. That's the benchmark by which all car chasing car chase scenes yeah. will be judged. See, for me, that's always been Bullet. But I think for a lot of people, it's always been Bullet and the French Connection. Yeah. Because French Connection, a lot of people say, like, that's the number one car chase. Yeah. And I some people argue Bullet. And my argument is always been, what about Ronin? It's it's right up there with it. Those yeah, but then I'm like, what about Steve McQueen? Steve McQueen. No, I'm not, we're not arguing Steve McQueen. We're arguing car chases. Yeah. Steve it was McQueen. A car chase. No, but that's not fair. Because you can't just throw Steve McQueen. It is fair. Car. No, that's not. That's a Trump card that automatically makes it the winner. Yeah. That's not fair. You're not being fair. I don't know. What about Robert De Niro? What about him? What about Jean Renault? 
What about him? I got two. You only got the one. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. Is I can go. What about Steve McQueen? And you know that that throws the ba- throws the ballots off. <laughs> that, that's and the, you're like Robert De Niro, and I'm like, what? What about him? That's not fair. Doesn't though. even phase it. Doesn't phase me. That's not fair though. That's like bringing a it's like bringing a grenade to a snowball fight. Everyone's like, blah blah blah, Steve McQueen, and then automatically you win. Yeah. He's one of those guys that has like legendary status, mm-hmm. and he no matter what he like. You could find out, like, did you know he used to fuck dogs? Yeah, but he's Stephen Queen. Yeah. Yeah, everybody does. Everybody's something. Yeah. Stephen Queen. Yep. He reminds me of, uh, anytime I think of him, I think of, like, old school movies. Like, I think of, like, Robert Redford movies. Mm-hmm. And then I think of, like, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Yeah. Which makes you think of The Way of the Gun. Oh, yeah, okay. It's weird how my brain works. Yeah. It bugs me sometimes. I'm trying to focus on something. And then I'm like, oh, Way of the Gun was a good movie. Yeah, that's true. I haven't seen that since it came out. Which kind of bothers me. As it's a movie I think that doesn't get the respect it deserves. Mm-hmm. Um, it was made by Christopher McQuarrie after mm-hmm. Usual Suspects broke big. Yeah. And uh, it's, to me, just a brilliant, brilliant movie. Yeah. It's so underrated. I remember, like, when it first came out, like on DVD or whatever. Yeah. Is when I saw it. Yeah. And there was something... I remember that there was something that annoyed me about it. Um, was it Ryan Philippi? Might have been. I hope not, because that was actually one of the movies he's really, like, fucking phenomenal in. You know what I think it was, is that it was still... It was on that... During that time when all the filmmakers were wanting to be Quentin Tarantino. Yes. And I think that that might have been what... Because after a while, I just felt just oversaturated mm-hmm. with this Tarantino-esque kind of movies. Yeah, for me, that one is Two Days in the Valley. Yeah. Where it's got, like, you know, Eric Stoltz and James Spader and Jeff Daniels and everyone and their fucking mothers in that movie. Yeah. And it's like, look, I got it. You're trying to make the next Pulp Fiction. But instead, why don't you make something else? Yeah. I understand what you're saying, but I So, you know, maybe I can go back and watch Way of the Gun now. Mm-hmm. But I don't care anymore. And I'll, I'll, maybe I'll appreciate it more. I didn't get that from Way of the Gun. To me, I kind of felt like it went the other way, actually. Because Benicio Del Toro's character was written as having the majority of the dialogue in the movie. Mm-hmm. And then he watched Christopher McQuarrie. He's like, well, this character, I think minimal is the best way to go. Mm-hmm. And then he gave a lot of those lines to Ryan Phillippe's character and to James Conn's character. Uh-huh. And I like that, too. Like there was, I like that there was a criminal mythology mm-hmm. behind it all. That like, And I felt like it kind of took place in the same universe as The Usual Suspects. Like, you know, where there is an arch-criminal mastermind behind everything. And that there is a code amongst criminals and... Um, you know, bagmen are the most feared criminals of all because, like, you know, if you make it to old age as a criminal, you're a bad motherfucker and everyone is afraid of you. Right. And, you know, there's that scene when they're in the Mexican brothel mm-hmm. and they see that the money has arrived and uh, Benicio del Toro was like, oh, no. And Ryan Philippe was like, what? And the response is, bagmen. And then Ryan Philippe was just like, fuck. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. Like, that to me, like, yeah. I like that. So I don't even remember it. You, you should watch it again. I'll watch it again. And and speaking of usual suspects and way of the gun and all that, are you? And again, I don't know how much you want to get into this because it's like you know, who gives a shit? There's a lot of stuff on the internet now about Kevin Spacey being gay. I haven't seen any of it. Well, I guess I shouldn't say the internet's on Gawker. Okay. Which you know, I understand that basically Gawker is like the internet inquirer. Right. It's like it's the internet us weekly. It's all just gossip and shit. Mm-hmm. But um, a couple of weeks ago or you know, a month ago. 
they posted an article where people were telling stories about it was after the whole John Travolta thing where that John Travolta was cruising that dude at the gym at 3 a.m. without yeah. his toupee on. Yeah. And I was like, what are you, what are you, what are you doing, Barberino? What are, you, what are you trying to pick up on this dude at 3 a.m.? Yeah. Which he was. Yeah. He just was. I mean, there's no way you can't. That's a pretty weird situation to be in. Yeah. But then all the stuff started coming out of Kevin Spacey about Kevin Spacey being gay. A. Okay. Um, B being horrendously closeted, and then C being really predatory towards younger guys that Kevin Spacey definitely has a type, which is, you know, he finds the guy that he likes and he kind of goes after him, like, really aggressively. And mm-hmm. I guess this translates to on set as well, where um, he kind of, I guess after the Oscar for American Beauty and stuff, he felt he kind of entitled to pretty much have whatever he wanted. Mm-hmm. And so he would, like, be really lecherous and predatory towards PAs and just flat out ask them, you know, are you down for a blowjob? You know, do you want to do this? Do you want to come back and be a part of an Eiffel Tower and shit like that? Which kind of bugs me. I'm like, why does Kaiser Soze know these words? <laughs> like, it makes sense that I know them. I'm a weird dude, but, you know. <laughs> and so my immediate reaction to this, right, reading all these people, like, and there's, like, dozens of stories that Gawker posted, and I'm reading all this stuff, and my immediate reaction is, okay, so what? Yeah. Well, like, that's kind of my immediate reaction to it. It's like, so what if he's gay? Yeah. He's fucking Kevin Spacey. He's entitled to be gay if he wants to be. Yeah. It was like when all that stuff about Brian Singer came out. Mm-hmm. And which I'm sure you you heard about. I vaguely heard something about it. Basically it's the same thing that like Brian Singer was very predatory towards what could be called twinks, you know, young, very fit, very, you know, effeminate looking gay men. Um who were used by Brian Singer for sex and there was allegations that some of them were underage and he was being sued and there's possible criminal charges and stuff like that. And and my immediate reaction was, okay, if he is being predatory towards underage men, mm-hmm. underage boys and men, then yes, absolutely, he needs to be, you know, punished and, and do, done away with. Yeah. If he's not, if he's pursuing relationships or even just sex with young guys who are of age and, and everybody's being protected and everybody knows what's going on, yeah. who gives a shit? Yeah. Like, who fucking cares if he's gay? What does it matter? Did you see The Usual Suspects? Yeah. It's fucking fantastic. Absolutely. Did you see X-Men 2? It's great. And he's a gay guy and he made it. Who like, who cares? Like, who gives a shit? Yeah, I don't... I don't understand. I guess it's yeah. just this weird celebrity obsession this, this country has in particular with, like... No one gave a shit about Kevin Spacey. Like, no one's really talking about him unless House of Cards was coming out. Mm-hmm. Until, like, this kind of stuff. And now everybody has a story about Kevin Spacey being gay. Or everybody's friend. Or somebody's aunt. Or, you know, my roommate's boyfriend worked. It's like, okay, who cares? Right. Is it affecting you personally? Is he, is he, is he you know, raping kids? No, then shut up about it. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. I, I think get... maybe people are just uh, afraid now. They're like, oh, he's gay? Because he could talk me into doing some stuff. <laughs> it's funny you say that. Because one guy on Gawker posted, he's like, P.S., I am completely 100% comfortable with my heterosexuality. Mm-hmm. But if Kevin Spacey wanted to do it, he's like, I'd be out the door and back with a tube of Astroglide before he got his belt off. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, well, he yep. is Kevin Spacey. Yeah. I just... It bugs me when stuff like when people talk about stuff like that. I'm like, okay, but like, what about all the awesome movies he's made? Mm-hmm. Like, does that detract from his work as an actor? No, then like, who gives a shit? Yeah. It's like we all suddenly found out Sylvester Stallone was on the sly, just taking yards of dick. Mm-hmm. He was a bottom from like forever ago. Okay. Did you see Rocky? Yep. Did Fucking you see Rambo? 
any of the Rambos? Did yeah. you see the last Rocky where he was an old man, he still beat up a younger guy, mm-hmm. and he lost again? Yeah. That's a good movie. Well, that's a good movie. Who gives a shit if you take a dick? I don't care. It was like, exactly. That's the thing when people were talking about Brian Singer, too. Like, did you know he's a bottom? Did you know I don't care? Yeah. So what? I don't care if he's a sloppy party bottom. Make another good X-Men movie. We'll yeah. call it good. Yeah. Like, who cares? Yeah, I don't care. I just, it makes me... It, it just... It really angers me. It's frustrating. It is. I'm trying to limit my, my internet time. Because, because I get frustrated about stuff like that. I... Because <laughs> of stuff like that, the stuff like the uh, the, the, the Batgirl cover, mm. all that kind of stuff, I get so mad. And because I just think everybody's... just me mad. And I don't comment on things. I, no. I, like... You know, I don't get into that. I, I refrain from saying word one. I'm, like, I'm not getting involved in this argument. Yeah. I'll read the article and then I'm done. Yeah. So. Because I have my own opinion. I have, but see, like, I think it's different for us because we have a platform. Yeah. To get our, our opinion out there. Mm-hmm. You know? But if you go online and you start, you know, becoming didactic and you start, you know, you get on your soapbox, then you're in a five-hour argument with some guy in Tulsa. Yeah. And, like, it doesn't matter. I don't want to have that any part of my day. No, nor should you. Excuse me, nor should you. I just think... It's like, I don't understand why people are so obsessed with the Kardashians. I barely know who they are. But see, that's what's great, is like, you have... You're so, like, you're very connected to the internet. You are. Uh Even though you're trying to limit things, you're still very connected to the internet. But, like, you've avoided, like, major (laughs) pop culture potholes that other people just dive headfirst into. And the Kardashians are one of them. Like, people, I know people who watch all of the shows and get genuinely, like, worked up about them in their lives. Why? And, but, okay, but, to be fair, I have the same reaction about people that don't actually exist. Yeah. Like, I get concerned with video games, and I get concerned with, like, you know, movies and TV shows and comic books, I'm like, well, what? <laughs> Fucking Bucky got his arm ripped off? No! <laughs> and then, you know. Well, at least that's interesting. But it's it, but see, that's interesting. They're Kardashian nerds. We're yeah, other nerds. I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, there was, ah, see, I had something else I wanted to talk about, and I forgot what it was. Well, you've had a, you've had a week now of playing uh, Bioshock Infinite. I yes, assume. that's a good. So one. I want to hear a little bit about. Okay, um, I've been playing Bioshock Infinite on and off for a while, and and like you, I set my. Difficulty standards a bit higher than some, and uh, this this game is pro- proving to be a bit more difficult than I anticipated. I think I warned you a little bit about this. You did. You you put that out there. Mm-hmm. Um, the automated sentry guns are driving me up the fucking wall. <laughs> yeah, they're the worst. Because they don't stop shooting at you ever. Mm-hmm. You can sit there and they'll they won't, they'll reload, mm-hmm. but they won't run out of ammo. To be fair, they're weak in their defense. Like if you shoot them, I think six times they blow up. Mm-hmm. But getting off six shots while they're shooting at you and other people are shooting at you is a bit difficult. It's a bit frustrating. Yeah. However, um, that is without question one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen. Mm. Like right when you walk into Columbia and you see the giant statue of Columbia and it's everything is just so beautiful. It looks like a dream. Mm-hmm. I just stood there, stared at the screen, and I was like, "Holy shit!" And I'm playing it in the dark. Yeah. So it looks pretty dope. I bet. Yeah. I might say it's baller. Wow. I, I like that word. I'm bringing it back to the lexicon. Okay. It is baller. Um, however, it's 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 a challenge, and I'm enjoying yeah. that. Um, 
actually, it's a bit creepier than the first Bioshock, because, you know, when you had people that were all, you know, mangled, they'd done all kinds of shit to themselves, then they looked creepy. Mm-hmm. I don't like that the, the NPCs talk to each other. Yeah. And they're like, where'd he go? He's up there. Okay, shoot, I'm coming to get you. And it's like, oh, stop talking to me, dude. And then I get the machine gun, and you're just, like, gunning people down. I like the hook gun. Mm-hmm. I like that you can finish people with it. Yeah. Um, I... My girlfriend was watching me play the other night, and I punched the dude's head, and it's like, ripped it off. Mm-hmm. And she was like, that's lovely, and, like, walked out of the room. I was like, yeah, this is a good game. That's always a good benchmark. Yeah, <laughs> when I can discuss other people. Yeah. Like, yeah, good. So I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Um, th- I think that this is one of the better months for free games. It's pretty badass. Yeah. Tomb Raider and Bioshock Infinite, yeah. I'm yeah. looking forward to it. I still haven't met the girl yet. Oh, okay. That's coming. Um, I, I know about the, the, the bird, though. Oh, okay. The giant bird that follows her around. That, I'm worried about that. That wouldn't be. Well. Not yet, anyway? Yeah, don't be worried about that yet. I don't... In Songbird? Yeah. It's called... It kind of creeps me out. Yeah. I said there's a giant bird following her around. I fuck that, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good game. It is a fun game. Although, I do have a complaint. Yeah. And my one complaint is this. I don't like that you have to go through everything. Like, you have to go through all the crates and all the barrels and all the per. Like, you don't have to. Yeah. But you have to. to. Yeah. You need health. You need salts. Mm-hmm. Um, and you need bullets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something that... I, I do that, too. It's like a compulsive behavior. Mm-hmm. It's like your OCD kicks in. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't need to make everything, though. <laughs> it's it's well, everything. See, on the Xbox One, the free game this month is, uh, or one of them is uh, Rayman Legends, mm-hmm. which I absolutely love. I love that game. It's like the best platformer they've ever made, in my opinion. Hmm. I know there's going to be people who are going to be like, eh, Mario, eh, this and that, whatever, but I'm sorry, Rayman Legends is a lot of fun. But there's a lot of stuff you have to collect, and that OCD pops in. And I'm like, I have to collect all of it. It's not really OCD. I shouldn't say that, but that it's compulsive. I understand. I'm feeling that way about Tomb Raider. I think I'm gonna go back in and start collecting other things. And like, because I think once you beat it, you get like the everything's unlocked. Oh, really? I think so. Or you can go collect a treasure map, mm-hmm. and then you can find everything else. Oh, okay. Yeah, but no, I, I'm enjoying Bioshock, and um, I like the, I like how uh, the vigors you can use in this game. Uh-huh. You know, the possession one is a lot of fun. Yeah. To make people fight for you. Yeah. But then, after you do that, and that person's killed everybody else, you still have to shoot that guy and kill him, because once the spell wears off, he's going to attack you again. Right. So I feel weird killing him. <laughs> I think, like, once you upgrade it or something, uh-huh. like they, he'll kill himself <laughs> afterwards. Oh, really? Yeah. And you know you can use that with machines, too. I've been doing that. Yeah. But it, it but that that particular... The possession eats a lot of your salts. Yeah. Like, if you don't have a full meter, even if you do, I think it eats, like, a good 75% of it. Yeah. You can't do anything else, so you can use, like, one time. Yeah. That bums me out. Yeah, but I, I think I would do that to on those turrets. I've done that, yeah. yeah. But sometimes I don't have enough salts. Yeah. And all I've got is bullets. So I go and I take cover, and they want to hear me lower, and I pop up, and, I'm, and then I get picked in. Yeah. And I repeat the process until it uh, explodes. Yeah. It's a fun game. It is a fun game. I'm liking it. Yeah. I've been doing something on that game. I don't know why. I don't know if it's going to unlock an achievement, but I'm just doing it anyway. Every time I pass by a sink, I turn it on and then walk away. <laughs> I've left like 19 of them running. <laughs> I'm going to flood all you bitches. Bye. Nice. I don't, I don't know. I never thought of that. 
I, I don't That's know what it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be like a water waster achievement. But I'm, I'm doing it. And that'll learn it. It's your game. It's your world. It is. I think yeah, once I get more into it, I'll be able to give a more in-depth opinion of it. Mm-hmm. But so far, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. I think it's a really fun game. Um, again, it's, it's just very creepy when they're running at you and they're laughing. Yeah. Or they're telling you how they're going to kill you or they're telling you that they're just in general they're coming to kill you. Mm-hmm. It unnerves me. Yeah. It makes me unhappy. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of what other movies I watched. Um, Boyhood was one of them. I watched another movie called um, Start It, Begin Again with Keira Knightley. Okay. And Bark Ruffalo. Okay. It was on my Netflix queue, so I just watched it. It's not good. Yeah. No. It's not. <laughs> I don't care. Have you Have you even watched Whiplash yet? No! And I'm... Okay, look. <sighs> I want to watch it because I want to support J.K. Simmons. Because I, I'm a big fan of J.K. Simmons. I think he's one of the better actors working today. I just can't fucking stand Miles Teller, dude. I can't. Like, it's, it's, it's got me to the point where I was like, I'm, I'm actively avoiding watching that movie. You're, I like, dreading it? Yes, I move stuff ahead of it in my queue. So I'm like, I'm not going to watch that. I just can't do it. <laughs> Alright. You should. But I did watch... Um, I did watch a movie called It's a Disaster, mm. which was directed by Todd Berger with all those guys out in Austin, mm-hmm. um, Modern Imbecile. Yeah. And uh, I loved it. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. It's on Netflix. I recommend it to everybody. I, I think you should watch it. Okay. Um, it's uh, basically what happens is a group of friends get together for a Sunday couples brunch, mm-hmm. and um, there's actually a uh, dirty bomb attack in Austin. Uh-huh. And all this bad stuff keeps happening, and basically you find out that it wasn't radiological. It was um, VX gas. It was poison gas. So eventually everyone is going to die. Okay. Because as the, as the wind carries the virus towards their house. Um, but it's actually just a very, very funny movie. I don't want to give you too much away, because I want you to watch it, and then we can discuss it again. But I, I recommend you watch it. All right. It's a fantastic movie. Cool. I really enjoyed it. And um, there's got a lot of, it's got a lot of big stars in it. Mm-hmm. And like David Cross is in it, right. um, which you know if you don't if you don't watch if you'd never watch Mr. Show or Arrested Development, you were raised poorly. Um, Julia Stiles is in it, mm-hmm. okay. which you know she's all right. Yeah, America Ferrera is in it. That's Ugly Betty. Right. Although I don't think she likes being referred to as Ugly Betty. I've never even seen that show. I know. Um, and then Erin uh, Hayes is in it. She was on um, Children's Hospital and. An old Bradley Cooper television show called Kitchen Confidential, oh. which I actually liked. It was good. I mean, that was only one season. All right. I watched a lot of random shit. Yeah. That's all I know. I was watching, uh, I only watched maybe the first two or three episodes. Uh, I saw on, on Netflix a show called Danger 5. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. What is that? It's it's like a parody of um, like 60s spy movies. Okay. But done like a TV show. Uh-huh. And it's like I don't know. It's 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 a comedy. It's it's done like that that low budget '60s. Like if they were gonna make a show like that back mm-hmm. then, that's how it is. And it's just got all these ridiculous uh, things going on. And it's, and it's about this team of five spies that they're just trying to defeat Hitler. Okay. And there's really not much more I can say about it other than you should watch it because it's. It kind of, it, it reminds me a bit of, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of, it was it was that British show, uh, Dark Place. Okay. 
Garth Marenghi's Dark yeah, Place? Yeah, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. It's okay. kind of like that. But I don't think... Sense. I don't think... Anything will ever touch the absurdity of Garth Marenghi's Dark, Dark Place. No, I don't think it. I don't think it gets to that that level of absurdity. Mm-hmm. But it's along the same lines. Okay. And it's 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 pretty fun. You should check it out. Uh, okay, Danger Five. I'll check it out because yeah. I've seen the I've seen the cover. Yeah, it's like Hitler. And he's got like sunglasses on. It's like the Terminator. Yeah, exactly. And it's all Danger Five. And it's like very eighties. Yeah. And I think I'll, I'll check it out. Um, do you still watch Archer at all? I haven't in a while. Neither have I. Like, I want to watch Archer from the beginning. I want to watch Bob's Burgers. Because mm-hmm. I hear that's, like, the funniest thing on TV. It is, it's fantastic. I love Bob's Burgers. And then, I have not seen any of New Community. I haven't either. Which, again, I don't even know if it's free. Yeah, I have no idea. I think you have to pay for it somehow. But, I want to wait till Community ends, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to watch it from the beginning. Oh, really? Yes. Interesting. Because I've seen the first two seasons. But I haven't seen anything after that. Interesting. And it, it just it bugs me that the way NBC's doing the way NBC did it handled that show. Yeah. Because I don't know. Yeah. Like, no, I just find it interesting because I think when the second season was going on, because I didn't start watching it until it was in its third season or something like that. Community. Yeah. Okay. And I think it was you who was, who was telling me you're like you need to watch the show. Yeah. And like now I'm like everyone needs to watch the show. And you're like, I haven't seen it since the second season. Well, I because I didn't get to start the third season when it was started, mm. and I would have had to have jumped in at the, the middle of the season, and I don't, and I don't want to do that. Right. And so at that point, it's like, well, I can't, so I didn't watch any of season three. It's like, well, I can't watch season four because I don't know what happened last season. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So now I have to wait till it's done, and then I can jump back and watch it. Uh-huh. Um, Community, for me, was one of those shows where it was like, finally, a really good comedy is back on network television. Mm-hmm. Because there hasn't really been one, in my opinion, since Arrested Development ended. Right. Like, you have, like, any any comedy, any sitcom on CBS mm-hmm. fucking sucks. Like, I can tell you right now, it's not funny. Yeah. Two and a Half Men, which was on for, I believe, 37 years, was never funny once. Yeah. Okay? Um, the Big Bang Theory... Has its moments, mm-hmm. I'll admit, but it is not on the whole a funny show. Mike and Molly's fucking terrible. It is. I've yeah, seen I've a couple of episodes, like, any, like Rules of Engagement. Any of the CBS comedy shows that were on are all terrible. They're all fucking awful shows. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's really sad that like comedy sitcoms aren't funny anymore. Right. They're just not. Very few of them are. Yeah. Well, I think there's hope with like uh, The Last Man on Earth. Yes, which I have finally watched. I watched the first three episodes. Yeah. I haven't watched the one from last Sunday, but I'm... Um, that show is absolutely hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that he's cutting a hole into his diving board to use his... his <laughs> when he's... Because <laughs> he, he ran out of water to flush the toilet. He's just shitting in his pool. <laughs> and then when he's introducing Carol to his house, he's like... Here's my toilet, and it's a giant pool, as well. and there's my garbage pool. <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's like hanging out in the uh, in the parking lot with his his ball buddies. Yeah. And he's like setting fire to a. He's got a flamethrower. Yeah. And a tower of toilet paper. Because like, like you imagine if you if you had no rules and nothing, to, yeah, you would do stupid shit like that. Yeah. I like when he goes bowling. 
Mm-hmm. And he sets up all the aquariums and he backs his truck up and slams on the brake and all these bowling balls go flying out. That was yeah. great. Yeah. That's a good show. It's, it's it's very, very funny. Yeah. It's But it's also, like, surprisingly sad. Yeah. In a lot of parts. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, Kristen Shaw, I think is her name. Yeah. Is just amazing as yeah. Carol. Yeah, she's funny. She's absolutely hysterical. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, of course, you now that um, they're married. Yeah. And then January Jones shows up. Yeah, like, just when he's about to be, like, he's accepting it. <laughs> yeah, like, like, then this really hot girl shows up. Like, fuck. <laughs> it's a good show. Yeah. I recommend everybody watch Last Man on Earth. Mm-hmm. But like we were saying before, I don't think a show like that could have been put on the air if it weren't for things like Hulu and Netflix and Amazon Prime and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And and even, to a certain extent, show networks like Crackle. Yeah. Which, to me, is, like, so far down the line. Yeah, isn't that the one that does, uh, like, Jerry Seinfeld show? Well, they do, yeah, comedians, comedians and cars getting coffee. Yeah. Which I have never seen an episode, but as I understand it, is absolutely very funny. I've seen, like, the first couple seasons mm-hmm. of it, or the first season of it. And it's, it's pretty funny. Well, it's just because, like, I remember Hulu was the first big one that mm-hmm. I participated in, because Netflix has been around for a long time. Yeah. But I didn't participate in their streaming stuff until, like, recent years. Mm-hmm. But Hulu I always took advantage of, because right. it was free. Yeah. You can watch, I remember I watched a lot of 30 Rock on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, I knew about Crackle, and you could watch movies on there. Like, I, I watched Starship Troopers on there one time, I don't know why. Uh, that's a good movie. As every, every few years, I'm like, I gotta watch that again, I don't know why. <laughs> it's gotta get out of my system. Um, but, like, compared to everything else, Crackle to me is just so far down the line, it's so weird. Yeah. It's like the it's like your last resort <laughs> to, to watch something. It's maybe, like, maybe, maybe it's on there. Yeah, exactly. If you can't find it on everything else. It's like, do you want to watch Cop and a Half with Burt Reynolds? Because it's there, because we got it. You know you want to watch it. Do you want to watch Stop or My Mom Will Shoot? Come on in. Yeah, well, you know, there's there's always there's always got to be that that company. Yes. That guy. Yes. You know, the, the Ask Jeeves to <laughs> Google. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's a good comparison. I like that. So, did you hear they're doing it with Internet Explorer? I did hear finally about that. Yeah, that makes absolute sense. I I would imagine so. No one you I don't know a single person who uses Internet Explorer. I I use it to download Chrome. I use it to download Firefox. That's my preferred. Yeah. Uh, you know. Preferred I just, I moved over to Chrome just because it like. It stays with you on all your devices, and it updates that way. I, I, I like that. That's true, but I don't have that kind of compatibility amongst my devices. Like, mm-hmm. I have an iPhone, so I use Safari on the iPhone, mm-hmm. and then I use Firefox on my laptop. Yeah. And then I use Bing on Xbox Live, because <laughs> it's there. Yeah. Although, I don't, I don't understand why Xbox Live has a search engine. I've never once used it. I, you know, I've, I've used it a couple of times... And I've never been able to get what I was looking for. <laughs> it's wildly inaccurate. And which what what doesn't make sense to me is is that most of the time when I'm using the Xbox One mm-hmm. to search for something with Bing, I'm searching an Xbox One game, and it doesn't fucking come up. <laughs> there was a game that came out uh, a couple of weeks ago. I think I'm actually going to do a backlog on it. Okay. Um, called White Knight. Okay, and it's like this survival horror kind of thing, and it's done all in black and white. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's like noirish, 
and like I guess the puzzles have a lot to do with like the black and white, the color palette of it, and all this stuff. It sounded interesting, mm-hmm. right? It came out on PC, Xbox One, I think PS4. I knew it came out. I wanted to see the trailer for it, so I go on my Xbox One and I'm like, White Knight mm-hmm. trailer, Xbox One. I couldn't get it. I couldn't get it to come up. Did you just go on the basic internet and find it? I I went to I went to the YouTube app on Xbox One <laughs> to search for it and I yeah. found it there. See, Bing is the Microsoft search engine, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm just gonna Microsoft. If you're watching this, just wanna I'll be the one to break it to you. Bing sucks. Just to stop. No one's using it. It's not necessary. We all use Google. We prefer Google. Just deal with it. I'm sorry. It was a valiant effort. No. Yeah. I don't care for it. Obviously, I don't. <laughs> it I makes ha- no sense that I can't search Xbox One games on the Xbox One. I don't. I, yeah, no. Makes no sense. Makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. That's actually one of my complaints about the Xbox One, as okay. opposed to the 360. Which is? Is that. It's fucking hard to find anything, like, in their little dashboard panels thing that they have. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like, I remember the 360 was nice. You just go in, it's like, oh, this this looks interesting. This game looks interesting. You can read a synopsis of it. Yes. You can watch a trailer for it. Mm-hmm. You know, this kind of stuff. Download the demo right there. Yeah, not so with Xbox One. Why do you think they changed that? I don't know. It's, it, there's, it seems to have this focus on, A, buy this game. Uh-huh. And then B, like the, the Twitch streamers. Like, mm-hmm. you can very easily find people who are playing that game on Twitch. Like, you can go to that right away. Okay. But I'm like, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm old-fashioned. I want to see a trailer. I want to know things about it before I watch somebody play it. Right. So. That's a good point. Um, that makes me worry about one day getting an Xbox One. Yeah. Which, not to get too off topic, I'll say real quick. My nephew got a free Xbox One. What? Yes. I'll tell you the story after. Um, But Xbox One has been out for what? A year and a half now? Yes. Xbox One? I gotta get one at some point. Yeah, you should. Because, I mean, but now it's like I have all these games to buy. Yeah. Like, I have to get Titanfall. Even though I've played Titanfall, I still have to get it. Yeah. Um, I've got to get... I'm not going to play Dying Light because I'm scared. And I don't like monsters that run after me. Right, okay. If I'm playing a zombie game, especially, they better move slow. Right, okay. Okay. Um, which, actually, I rewatched the first couple episodes of The, the Walking Dead, the first season. Mm-hmm. Those zombies run. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. running zombies now in, that, mm-hmm. in those episodes. Um, but I'll have to get Titanfall. i have to get... See, I want the new Call of Duty games, mm-hmm. but I want them on the Xbox One. Right. I don't want them on 360. Yeah. Except maybe Ghosts. Yeah. Ghosts. Nobody cares about it anymore. Is anybody even still playing those games? Like, I'm amazed people are still playing Black Ops 2. Well, it seems to, like... It seems to, like, skip, like, whether it's a good game or not. So from Ghosts... What people are, from what people say. Okay. So it was, like, Black Ops was awesome... And then people hated Modern Warfare 3. Which I don't understand because I love that game. Yeah. I never really played it. Mm. And then people really liked Black Ops 2, mm-hmm. but then they hated Ghosts. But now they're loving it. But now Warfare. everybody loves Advanced Warfare. Huh. 
So probably whatever comes out next year, people are going to be like, nah. So people will still be playing Advanced Warfare when I get the Xbox One? Probably. Okay. Well, there's another Call of Duty game coming out this year. Well, yeah, there's a, they have one come out every year. Well, I know, but Treyarch sent out this notice on Black Ops 2, like when you're jumping into multiplayer. Mm-hmm. It's all, your dedication to Black Ops 2 is commendable, but just to let you know, we're putting out another right. this year. And I'm like, all right, so now I'll be three behind. Right. Fucking fantastic. Right. Look, I have to play Ghosts. Yeah. Okay, since Modern Warfare, I've played every Call of Duty game that's come out. Right. I have to have to play Ghosts. I have to get it. I have to beat the, the story, and I have to play the multiplayer. Okay. I, I have to. All right. Okay, and then I have to get Advanced Warfare. Yeah. It's just I don't have enough time. There's just too many things going on. Yeah. And Call of Duty needs to slow down. Well, they just put one out every year. That's the thing. Because I'm seeing interesting things about Battlefield Hardline. Yeah, I'm starting to kind of get into it. It's look. I'm like, holy shit, that game looks pretty baller. Yeah. I'm gonna, I might have to jump ship for a minute. Because I do like the Battlefield games, but I'm a Call of Duty guy. Mm-hmm. I, I have been for a while. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm too old to change now. Right. But I'll try that out, because that's looking pretty sick. Yeah. That game's looking pretty awesome, and The Division is still looking pretty incredible. If yeah. they ever release it. Yeah, right. Yeah, The Division, if that ever comes out, I would like to play that. A lot. I think I, I'll probably have to come over and watch you play it a lot. Then maybe you let me play a little bit. Yeah. I maybe. think you need to get you an Xbox One. I agree. And a copy of GTA Five, so we go a heist together online. I think I deserve one. <laughs> I think you do too. So. Wait, here, here I am? Yeah. Um, I've seen that. People talking about the heist on GTA Five. Is that like the the, the thing now? Yeah, well, because it, it was something that they had promised when it first came out on the last generation consoles. And it literally just came out, like, a week or two ago. Okay. They finally updated it. And it's a lot of fun. Is it? Yeah. But you have to have other people. You can't just go on a heist by yourself? They have some that are you can do, like, just one person or um, even, like, two-player ones. But they have, like, full like four-player uh, heists. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, they're a lot of fun. Huh. The one I've I've only played one, and it's like you end up robbing a bank, and you have to like, you know, you have to get the stuff that you need. Like you end up with this armored car, and you have to learn how to like hack into their systems, mm-hmm. and then you know you get to the bank and you know and hack into the system, and then you blow up all the cameras and go in there, and you actually have to like drill out this like safety deposit box to get into it, and then like. Escape from the cops. And it ends with you, like, there's a, a helicopter with, a, like, one of those magnet deals. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you, you have to drive under it so it can catch you. And really? Yeah, you fly away in the car. That sounds pretty badass. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Is there one where it's, like, a running gunfight with the cops, like, in heat? Probably. That would be pretty cool. I would imagine there would be. I would imagine so. Yeah. I w- I w- yeah, I'd want to play that. Yeah. You know, they never made a good home version of, like, Time Crisis or anything like that. Well, I think they did on, like, the PlayStation 2 or whatever, but then it, you know, like, came with the gun. The light gun, yeah. The light gun or whatever. But I was like that. It always it was always funny to me when when uh, people would have the, the gun at the the stand-up video game of mm-hmm. Time Crisis. And, like, that's some kid pops in his quarters. He stands there and gets ready, and he, like, racks the slide. I'm like, no. <laughs> you don't need to. Just to stop. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not going to lie. I did it, too. Yeah. But, no. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Yeah, okay, look, so I need, 
an Xbox One, mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah. And then is it like a, a DLC you have to get, or is it free? No, it's part of just part of the Grand Theft Auto Online. It's free. It's part of the game. Okay. So how many people are playing? So is that the thing everybody's playing now? Where like you walk into, is it just chaos when you walk in there? Like if you walk into the multiplayer and then there's like people crashing planes into fucking buildings and shit. Like is it sometimes? It's just yeah. It's just. I mean, it's it's it takes place during the game, like okay. a single player game. Yeah. You're just another character in, you know, in the universe. Yes. And you actually interact with some of the characters from, the 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 single player game. Okay. So it does this thing where you're like, if you change from single player to, to uh, online, mm-hmm. it's a, it goes to this like above shot. It kind of comes up and you see the map and then it moves to another spot and it comes down and then there's your online character. Oh, uh, okay. And then, yeah, it, if you're a lot of times you'll end up in because uh, I, I play a lot in like closed uh, servers, okay, with, like people I know. Yeah, but you go into the public ones, yeah, they're absolute chaos. It's just a nightmare. It's just hell on earth. Yeah, it's just trying to stay alive. Because I've seen... Is it GIF or JIF? Online. A GIF? Okay. There's a debate about that. Okay. I'm going to get into that for a sec. Because right. <laughs> that's actually something I get mad about. I, th- I thought I pronounced JIF. Okay, well, it's not... Well, I don't believe so. You think it's GIF? Yeah, and the reason why... Okay, now apparently the guy who came up with the file mm-hmm. type, he says it's JIF. Okay. Okay. It's supposed to be pronounced GIF. That's what he says. But the thing is, is that it stands for Graphical Interchange Format. So it's a soft G. Graphical. Okay. GIF. Wait, I thought GIF was the hard G, and that GIF was the soft G. I don't know. You prefer GIF? Yeah. Okay, so we're going to go GIF. GIF. Yeah, so we're going to go GIF. So, and the reason I say that is because I've seen GIFs of people putting up stuff from... Um, uh, GTA 5 online. Mm-hmm. Some guy hit a ramp on a motorcycle and then he flipped through the air and landed on a jet. Yeah, yeah, I've I'm, seen that. I'm like, is that what it is? Because <laughs> this is like, if people were like crashing jets at each other and jumping out with like jet packs and then like gunning each other down and hitting the ground and just like, okay. So it's just, it's just chaos. There's no point. Yeah, yeah. I remember the last time I was in one of the, like the public servers, mm-hmm. I got so annoyed with this, this one guy just kept coming after me for some reason. He just did not want to leave me alone. And so I got annoyed with him, and uh, I ended up pulling him out of his car and then getting into his car, and before he managed to stand up, I drove it over him to where, like, his character was still alive, Uh but he couldn't move, and then I just got out of the car and left. So his character was just stuck under a car, like, under a tire, like, like, leave me alone, man. And then you got away. Yeah, and then I left and you know, in it, in it, you get you know your own. Eventually, you can buy your own like apartment, mm-hmm. and like you can have like a ten car garage, and you have like your like, your cars are customized the way you want them, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And uh, that's a lot of fun. So I got to my apartment, and you can li- you can literally actually watch what's like if you have a high rise apartment. You can watch all the shit outside. You can just watch it. You have like this this one side of the the room is just windows. Mm-hmm. And you can just watch it all happening. And it's just chaos outside your windows. Yeah. What if somebody decides I want to crash my jet into that building, and they do, will you die? I don't know. Because I'm assuming your character can die. Yeah. You know, I'm like... Oh, yeah, you die all the time. Okay. <laughs> None of this makes sense. It's just like... 
It's like if you guys wanted to create an end of the world scenario, mm. here it is. <laughs> go go nuts. Yeah, that's kind of what it is. Or, you know, <laughs> you can have like, just, like little parties in your apartment. You just hang out, watch TV. You can just hang Get out, drunk. watch watch a show. Yeah. What's the? They have they in the game. They've made so they've made all this like content mm-hmm. that is the content for the character, the people in the game. Okay. So you can sit there for, I, I don't even know how long it would be, but like, because I've never seen anything repeat. But you really? can sit there and just watch TV. For like hours? I've done it, I think the longest I've ever sat there and watched TV in the game is like 30 minutes. So you watch like a show? Yeah, and that's on like one channel. They have like multiple channels. Oh yeah, because like, remember in San Andreas when, because you played it a little bit, right? Yeah. The One of my favorite things to do was, and this was in my larger days, yeah. was I would go get Wendy's. Uh-huh. In real life, and I come home with like Grand Theft Auto Two, uh-huh. and just get on a motorcycle and just drive around listening to the radio. Yeah, just just on a chopper, just yeah. driving through Los Santos into the woods and cruising around. Like one time, I went all the way around the map, and I listened to like the alternative station, mm-hmm. and I think it it went all the way around the horn once. Yeah, because they had like I think like nine songs or something like that. Yeah, yeah, you can do that with. I do that on G- GTA Five. Just, just get, drive. Yeah. It's it's relaxing. They have it like is. they have like fifteen channels now on the radio like radio stations. Wow, I don't even have fifteen stations in real life. Yeah, right. It's weird. You can go see a movie for real. You can just go and watch a movie. Yeah, they, like the, you go to the movie theater mm-hmm. and they have at different times different movies playing. You know stuff that they made for the yeah. But is it like a legit, legit full length movie? They're not like well the one I the one I could stand to watch because one of them was done as this like art film. Mm-hmm. You know, making fun of our food. I couldn't stand it. But they they had, like, this cartoon one. And I think it was about 15 or 20 minutes long. Oh, okay. So it's not, like, a full 100, like, a one-hour, 30-minute movie. No. Because I don't think I could do that. Just yeah. go, like, log into a game and go watch a movie. And then, like, oh, I'll be back in an hour and a half, I guess. <laughs> we'll run yeah. some errands and shit. Yeah, that would be a little weird. But you think it's, I think it's going to get to that point with, like, Oculus Rift and stuff like that? I think it will, yeah. That's some creepy stuff. I like it. No, I like it. I want one. I've only been able to, you know, I I got to actually use one when I was out at Sundance. Yeah. And they were just showing it. It was like a, a video that they had made just to kind of show off the things I can do. So it just had these different scenes to it. Mm-hmm. And one of them is like out in a field. And there's just like buffalo walking by. And, you know, as you're sitting there and it, it, it does, it totally feels like you're just like there in the field. Because you know, they have you the headphones and they're like noise canceling, mm-hmm. so you know they have all the audio. So it's just, it totally feels like you're just like sitting in a field, and then you, all of a sudden you hear like, oh, and then you turn your head and then there's like this bison all sniffing at you. Did you kind of freak out a little? I bit? did a little bit. I was like, look at that. <laughs> so I I want to do a horror game with Oculus Rift. Yeah, I think you're gonna have a lot of seizures and yeah. a lot of heart attacks at first. Yeah, but it, it's not even available to the public yet, is it? No, it's not officially released. Um, I know a lot of people because you could buy the development kit. Yeah. So that's what you see online when people have them. The yeah, the goggles and stuff like that. Yeah. And then do you get like tactile gloves? No, it's just goggles. See, I want the gloves. Yeah, that's a probably something that another company would be making. You think so? Yeah. You don't think it would all be connected? Well, it'll be connected. You put the gloves on and you put the... And then so you can have hands in what you're seeing. Yeah. I don't know. 
Because what did they release? Like, it, it's, it's not specifically for video games, right? No. No. I've actually seen videos where, like, people are using it uh, for porn. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it seems weird. That does seem weird. Is it, like, POV porn? or you Yeah. Just... <laughs> it was, like, a reaction video I saw. Like, somebody, like, people who had it, and they had, like, the, like, POV porn. They, like, brought people in, and mm-hmm. they're like, I'll check this out. You know, and, they, you know, some people are like, whoa, this is so weird. And then, like, guys are freaking out. They're like, oh, my God, I'm the girl right now. It just changed, and I'm the girl. <laughs> freaking out. It was pretty interesting. Oh, uh, I don't want that. Uh, that I'm not okay with. Yeah, it's... Uh, no, it's like, you know what? I'm a traditionalist. I'll watch porn on something else. Yeah. I just want it for my video games. I just want it for my video games. I don't want it for por- pornography. Yeah. Although, it would be interesting to watch a horror movie that way. Yeah. I wonder if someone's out there is like thinking, you know what? I'm gonna make a complete POV horror movie. Yeah, you know I'm sure there are, um, because you know there's that uh, Google Cardboard. Yes. And people are making just little, little shorts mm-hmm. for that, um, and just putting them up for free on Android or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I just find it interesting that like people are now shooting full length feature films on their iPhone. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for someone to do it on a GoPro. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's coming. I'm sure someone's working on it as we speak. The only thing that... And I think that uh, they finally kind of worked it out. Before, the problem was is that the GoPro always had kind of this fisheye look to it. Mm-hmm. But I think that they've pretty well fixed that with, like, the newer iterations. They're on GoPro 4 now. Yeah, Hero. Hero 4. So I think... Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's coming. I would have to imagine somebody is out there like, okay, now it looks somewhat normal. I'm shooting a feature on this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they even have, there's like a GoPro has an accessory where you can take two GoPros and stick them together and they're they're set up exactly to shoot something for stereoscop- stereoscopic 3D. Really? For things like Google Cardboard and uh, Oculus and something like that. This is getting out of hand. Yeah. You know what this is? This is Skynet. Yeah. We're all becoming way too connected. Yeah, yeah I, I remember at Sundays there was even, like, uh, there was this truck driving around, and it was showing this, this rig where you could basically take cameras and set them. It was basically a ball of cameras, uh-huh. so you could shoot in, like, 360 degrees. I don't like that. Yeah. That's worrying me. Why? It's all getting too connected. Seriously, in a panic, we're going to try to pull the plug. And we're going to say it's too late. Yeah. No, I don't know. I think it's. I think it'll be interesting to see in like five, ten years what people have managed to do with GoPros and um, the Oculus Rift and things like that. And you know, I think eventually you're gonna Apple and Android are gonna have to figure out a way to put on. You know, I know there are filmmaker apps on that you can buy, mm. but I think eventually they're just gonna come built into the phone. Yeah, probably. You know, I think that everything you get with iMovie, you should be able to have on your phone. Yeah, and you can go and shoot a thirty-minute, you know, twenty, thirty-minute short film. Mm-hmm. And just literally edit it on your phone, or connect it to your computer, and then the program opens up. You just edit it real quick, and you're done. Yeah. And you have a 30 minute short film. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to become that seamless. Yeah, it's and getting there. The only one complaint I have about this kind of stuff is that with the, all these advances in technology, no one has filmed a really clear picture of a UFO yet. I said yet. It's a coming. Okay. We're not getting into this again. Yeah, we shouldn't. Especially after your creepy doll talk last time. Yeah. Did you end up going and checking it out? Yes. Did you see it blink? Yes. It's fucked up, right? Yes! It's possessed. Yeah. By evil spirits. Yeah. 
I don't know what is inside that doll, but they need to, seriously, they need to take that bitch and drop it in the ocean. Mm-hmm. And then they need to burn the ocean. Yeah. You were right when you said that. Yep. I don't, I don't want any part of this. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, let's not... Let's look into that again. I think we're... Or, about. what they can do is they can encase it in concrete, send it to Mars. Uh-huh. Okay? Then we need to nuke Mars. Okay. Like, we just send 35 nuclear weapons in a concentric circle, uh-huh. and then just nuke the planet and kill everything. Right. And I think a, a, a nuclear weapon could kill a, a curse. You think so? Yes. Okay. Or a thermobaric weapon that like, it, it makes the air explode. Yes. But if it's on Mars, there's no air. There's an atmosphere on Mars. Okay. It's not as good as the atmosphere on Earth, obviously, but there's an atmosphere. I don't know that much you think, space. You're thinking of the moon. Okay. I don't want to have nothing to do with space. I know. We've discussed this before. Yes. So. And we're on the opposite. I'd rather go into space than in the ocean. Yeah. Because that's where all the months, that's where Cloverfield lives. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not going into the ocean. I'll go into space. I'll deal with the event horizon. You do that. I'll go fight ghosts. Have fun with that. Do you really want to go into the ocean? I go to the ocean all the time. No, not just to surf, but to get into some sort of cap- capsule or some sort of, you know, submersible. Oh, I would go- totally do that. Oh, no, fuck that. No, yeah. fuck that. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah, I want to go with James Cameron down and check out the Marianas Trench. Talk about a dude with a death wish. Okay, him and Harrison Ford are going to kill They're going to kill themselves. Right. Seriously. Yeah. No. I, there's no way I'd go into the ocean like that. I would. Me and James Cameron, man. High five all the way down to the trench. Didn't you see Deep Rising? Uh, might have. You know, the funny thing is, is that although I like the ocean and I like being in and around, mm-hmm. it, I don't care about, like, water-based movies, especially horror movies. It's things about sharks and... Like, like deep blue sea? Sea creatures. Like, they don't scare me. No? No. Hmm. They, they worry me. Just, I think I have an inherent fear of the ocean. Yeah. I feel like the lower you like, in any horror movie situation, my main concern is: do I have a fighting chance mm-hmm. to survive? Right. Because I don't want to die horribly. Yeah. You know, in Event Horizon, you have a chance—a small one—but mm-hmm. you have a chance to survive. Like, there's a number of survivors in that movie. Okay. Okay. And there's like three. All right. Okay. But they're in space. But they're on the rescue vessel, so they're going to get home. Yeah, we'll see about that. Okay. Why do you pay? Um, <laughs> in the water, when like if a shark's coming at you, like in the water, you're moving all slow because of the resistance and stuff, you know. Yeah. Okay. When the shark's coming at you, you're just like, well, I gotta let him tackle me, and then I gotta start ripping his gills. Which, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, the little survival tip: if you're fighting a shark and you punch it in the nose, it's gonna look at you like you're stupid, and then it's gonna bite that arm off. That's a big myth. That's an urban myth. Yeah. You don't punch it in the nose because that, that, no, that's just you're gonna die. If it gets you, and even if it's got you in its jaws, okay, you start ripping at the gills. You jam your thumb or whatever fingers you have into its eye, you grab that eye and you rip it out. Because its immediate reaction is going to be to let go. Okay? And at that point, you fought off a shark with your bare hands. You are officially a badass. Yeah. No matter what episode, you're going to have a big old scar across your chest. Like, yeah, like because a shark, the motherfucking shark tried to eat me, right. and I fought it off with my hands. Okay? <laughs> But, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you, you, You're in the water, and you're doing like this, and you're like, oh, no, a shark is coming. Yeah. What am I to do? Okay? Right. Your options are limited. If I'm on land, or even if I'm out in space on a space station, and there's a killer, I have a chance to fight him off. Okay? 
Well, you just explained the whole way you can fight off a shark. But you understand what I'm saying. Kind of. The 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 killer doesn't have to get me. I'm gonna do some space fighting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then I'm gonna do one of those like low gravity kicks and kick him away. And he's like, no, I'm like, yeah, I'm floating away, right? <laughs> then I hit the airlock and he's gone. Right. Okay. Yeah. But then I gotta grab on because now I'm being pulled out the airlock. And then I'm struggling, boom, hit it again, and I'm fine. Right. You see what I'm saying? You see why it's better to fight in space than it is in, in, in water? Okay, I'm not worried about fighting anything in the water. So. But that's just it because you're just like you're, you have this weird like Zen thing about it. You're like, it is what it is, man. Whatever. No! I don't want to die in a horror movie situation. I understand. I want to live. I understand. That's just me. I just... Yeah. I understand. That's all you're going to say is I understand. Yeah. You don't understand. Yeah. You don't care. Not really. <laughs> and with that, I think we're probably done. Yeah, we're going to wrap it up. Yeah. So remember, so remember, kids, space fighting. Okay. That's all I got. Okay, so that's the end of this podcast, uh, the 10th podcast on the Something Heavy cast. Mm-hmm. Um, like, share, subscribe. Yeah, be sure to check out our other shows. Yes, the backlog. Movie, the backlog. Movie time. Yep, yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, check all that stuff out. Um, follow us and uh, pay attention to what we're doing. And uh, yeah. 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 We'll see you next week. I'll see you yeah, next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.